Hey, Lamba. All right, we're back. It's Rob Zagari. It's Rob Zagari's show. It is 9.53 p.m. I was telling the uh, the producers, I was telling the, my, my staff uh, about a sushi place that I go to. Uh, it's over across the street in the mall. Not, it's not mall sushi. Stop. <laughs> Stop. It's uh, it, it's I I live near a big outdoor mall. It's like a really nice high end, and I li- basic I basically live at a mall. But it's two malls. You have your inside mall, where like the riffraff is. <laughs> you know, it's got like hot topics, and then the 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 sister store torrid for fat goth chicks. But then they got an outdoor mall. It's got like high ends. It's got uh, Tiffany's. So I, that's I like. I live at the mall. I'm living a apartment, like a not a townhouse, but it's like it's it's like a, 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 an apartment. It's like a penthouse, a like in a mall. <laughs> that's how I explain it. You know, it's like the new thing. It's the new hip thing. Okay, guys, especially if you live out here in L.A., you like live. In a mall. (laughs) That's the best way I can explain it. So anyways, so I go to a sushi place that's in the outdoor high-end mall called uh, Katsua. It's like really nice. It's really, really nice. Now, when I drink, I don't drink anymore. I used to drink. I used to drink a lot. I like to drink. I miss drinking. But... My girlfriend is pregnant, and we kind and that was she was my drinking buddy, so we she likes drinking wine. I like drinking uh, any IPA, like it's got to be good double IPAs, but any IPA. But she can't drink because of the baby, and I don't want to sit there at a restaurant where she's you know ready to pop, and I'm sitting there chugging down beers. This kind of sucks. It's like no fun. My I lost my drinking body. That that so. Uh, I I haven't drank since she became pregnant. And we're planning, uh, when the child is born, and she, uh, you know, can. Not well, however you do it, the breastfeed. I don't know exactly how it works with the booze and the, you know, going back to being <laughs> getting loaded. Whenever that is able to happen we're gonna we're gonna go on one of them benders we're gonna be like just not not like a two day just like a one night my mom who will be out here when the baby is born i'm like mom you gotta watch you gotta watch uh major tonight because me and Catherine are gonna get just lit we're probably gonna go look for bruce jenner and <laughs> We're gonna do, we're gonna do things that when we wake up in the morning, it will be definitely uh, like that of hangover. There'll be a a, ch- a big black tranny walking out of the bathroom, dragging its prick from the ground. There'll be a monkey. I'll have a tattoo on my face. <laughs> oh, it'll be funny. Okay, of course I'm joking. Not about the. The drinking thing, but you know, trannies and monkeys, and it's a movie reference. Give me a break. Um, but, anyways, they, 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 real quick, <laughs> the sushi place that I go to, 
uh, the bartender. He's a good. He's a good guy, and he's uh, Mexican, but he's here legally. We've talked about it before. He's actually here legally now. His bar back, the 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 one that helps him, he's not here um, legally, and I would bust his balls. And I would, you know, when Trump comes in, you're gone, man. He's like, oh, no, no. I go, he, you're gone. Build that wall, baby. You're gone. Now, one time they said to me, they go, what do you do? I said, uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you say to that? So I, I, I go, well, I, you know, I get to this, and then I do the, I got this radio. Th- oh, you got it. I go, okay, listen. Just listen to me, you guys. You're going to turn it on. And when you turn it on, I got to warn you. It's a conservative Republican show. And the, the one guy goes, oh. I go, that's all I'm saying. Now, it's my show. You know I love you guys. I got just, it's, it's my show. I go, I don't want you guys to mix my show. And me eating dinner and hanging out here at the bar, drinking beers, and us, you know, chilling. And they just keep going. I go, what that means is when I put an order in, don't rub your balls all over my sushi. (laughs) So now I haven't been back there. Uh, you know, I haven't been there in like, I don't know, my, what is my girl? Six months now? I think she's like six months. I haven't been back there in like six months. I was thinking about going there this weekend just to pop in and be like, get ready to roll, guys. You're out. You're out. You can stay. You're gone. What about Benny Hanna behind the counter there making the sushi? He's gone. I know it's mean. But it... It is what it is. All right, so that's what we were talking off camera. And okay, so you know, uh, here's something comical, and I want to end the show with this. This is what I want to end the show with because we're constantly talking about uh, the media, and more importantly, this uh, feeling of entitlement that. Uh, journalists have and when you hear them say oh there goes free speech there goes the freedom of press we're so screwed we're so much now let me explain something to you yesterday excuse that's my Hillary Clinton voice so yesterday, when Trump visited the White House and hit Capitol Hill, he got in his car after it was all said and done. He was like, okay, cool. Great, uh, you know, great tour. <laughs> great conversation with the president. You don't want to take pictures with me, but eh, it's all right. Okay. You don't want to do that tradition. No problem. Um, but I'm out. And when he left, he didn't tell anybody he was leaving. Like, 
the president-elect is supposed to, but he didn't tell anybody he was leaving. He got in the motorcade, left, went back to the airport, got in to uh, many Air Force One. It's Trump Force One. It's not Air Force One yet. And went back to Trump Tower. And there was no press with him. There was no press pool. Which is a group of reporters who travel with the president-elect slash president everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes. For what reason? Not too sure what reason, but it's a tradition. And the fact that Trump didn't have this, Wolf Blitzer was outraged. He was outraged because it's a tradition. And the fact that Trump did not do this is outrageous. And he said that this better change when Trump is president. Because it's unacceptable. And then a bunch of people, you know, Daily Beast, BuzzFeed, your 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 usual suspects, did little stories about free speech and free press is already being eroded. It's already being eliminated. And what Trump did was outrageous, and we're in for a long four years. Now, I find all this very amusing, and let me explain to you why. And those of you who have been fans of the show will understand and remember things that I'm going to say because we have said these things countless times before. Think about what Wolf Blitzer and a few of the other journalists are outraged about. Because there's still free press. There's still a First Amendment right. You can write whatever article you want. You could say whatever you want. You could take pictures. You could ask for an interview. You could shout out questions. None of that has changed. Here's what's changed. The booger-eating, fart-sniffing journalists. Remember, these people, growing up, were the losers. They were the losers in high school. They sat in the back of the classroom. They picked their nose. They ate their boogers. They farted into their own hands and then, and then cupped it and put it into their face to smell it. That's who these people were. They wore headgear for their braces while they were in school. 
They had no friends. Their mom still bathed them when they were 12 years old. But the glimmer of hope they all had was that teacher or professor who was just like them said, if you become a journalist, all of that will change. If you major in journalism, all of that will change. Because no matter how many boogers you eat, no matter how many farts you sniff, the pen is mightier than the sword. And once you become a journalist and you have a degree and you're writing articles for magazines or websites or whatever, instantly people will want to be your friend. And all these booger eater and fart sniffers went, oh my God, oh my God, really? And the teacher went, yes, yes. But, but how, how, do, how, does it, how does it work? And he goes, well, example. Say you get a job at Rolling Stone. Or you get a job at Time or Newsweek. Or any of these other Important magazines. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You will write stories about issues, about music, about movies, about people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And whoever has a stake in those issues, movies, or people will want you to write something good. Uh-huh. So in turn, they will invite you to a party. Uh-huh. They will shower you with gifts. Uh-huh. And more importantly, they will be your friend. Oh my God. I'll have friends? Yes. You will have friends. But, but, what if I, what if I don't, what if I write something bad? Doesn't matter. They'll still want to be your friend because they will want you to write something good eventually. If you review a bad movie, they will eventually want you to review and say a movie was good. Oh, oh, oh. So while this is going on, they're, they're, they're literally peeing themselves while they're sniffing their farts and eating their boogers. And then the professor or teacher goes, and the crown jewel? What? Is going to Washington. <gasps> Oh, if 
you can be a journalist in Washington. The streets are paved with gold. <gasps> so you've got all of these fart sniffers and booger eaters descending in Hollywood and Washington. And now they're popular. They have friends. They have record executives hitting them up going, uh, hey, is this uh, Bob Shmumu? Yeah, hey, Bob. Yeah, so uh, my understanding is you're going to be doing a review on uh, Metallica's new record. Yeah. So listen, uh, the boys would love for you to come out to uh, their concert they're doing. Uh, and uh, actually, uh, tomorrow they're doing a pre-screening uh, and listening. Uh, they'd love for you to come. Okay. <laughs> and now this booger eater fart sniffer is sitting there listening to the new Metallica record. He's given a bunch of swag. And he walks away going, "Oh my god. I'm going to I'm going to write a good I'm going to write a good review, not a great review, but a good review. Maybe Maybe I'll get invited or I'll get some more swag because they see the potential. And that's what happens. And I'm not going to bore you guys, uh, especially some of you who've already heard some of these stories before. But back in the day when I was in the entertainment business, there was a magazine that was the Bible of our business. And they would do reviews, and they would do cover stories. And so, the main objective of our company, and, and me as the owner, was to figure out which fart sniffer and booger eater needed a friend. Needed a girl to be nice to them. Needed to go to dinner. Needed a new iPad. Needed a new iPod. Whatever. And then in turn, we would descend. And before you knew it, we had magazine covers, award nominations. They do it in Hollywood. They send care packages to different voters. Like, the studios send gold watches. That's what you do. So, guess what? In Washington, if you get the president assignment, if you're the person that gets to cover the president for Politico, uh, CNBC, MSNBC. If you if you get that assignment, guess what? You ride around in a limo. You ride around on Air Force One. You get food. You you get everything. You are now treated like gold. The guy like Glenn Thrust. Who spent his high school years eating his boogers and smelling his farts 
is now flying around in Air Force One. And on his Twitter profile, it shows his ugly face. And he now gets to tweet pictures of him getting ready to get on Air Force One. And now he gets to show all of the people that called him a booger eater and a fart sniffer. Look at me. I'm important. Look at me. I'm a journalist. I'm covering the president. And I'm flying around in Air Force One. And I'm important. And you are back in Rochester, New York. Working at an animal hospital while your husband is an insurance salesman. See, you should have been nice to me. You should have hung out with me and smelt my farts with me. Because then you would be on Air Force One. Look at me. And guess what? Trump said, yeah, cover me. Do No problem, but... You're not flying on my airplane. You ain't special. What? You're 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 prohibiting our free speech. No, I'm not. You go. You're going to Washington Post. You're gonna write a story. How is that prohibiting free speech? What I'm prohibiting you of getting is a ride on Air Force One. I'm prohibiting you. Getting moved to the front of the line so you don't have to wait in the cold. I'm prohibiting you from getting drinks and snacks and to be treated like you're some type of something other than what you are. Which is a booger-eating, fart-sniffing douchebag who feels they're entitled to something. Because you have a pen. Write your story. Ask your questions. And F off. Now, Trump would be prohibiting free speech and violating the First Amendment if he was trying to shut down the New York Times. If he was putting reporters in jail. But that's not what he's doing. He's telling reporters, why should you be able to ride around in a limousine? Why should you be able to fly around on Air Force One? Who are you? I'm the president, and I'm going to Egypt. You're going to cover it, right? Yep. Okay. Who do you work for? CNN. Okay. Well, guess what? Start racking up them frequent flyer miles. Call uh, Zucker. Call Jeff Zucker and say, hey, Jeff. Uh, Yeah, I need you to buy my plane ticket to Egypt because I need to go cover the president's speech there. What? what? Why do do we have to do that? 
Well, how else am I going to get there? Well, aren't you flying there on Air Force One? No. Well, why? Uh, because President Trump said, who are we? We're a bunch of fart sniffer and booger eaters. What? But, but, what? That's not stifling free press. That's not taking away people's free speech. That's not prohibiting the... Are are you insane? F you. F you. Buy your tick. Listen, all of you booger eaters work for media conglomerates. Every single one of you. NBC, CNN, ABC. These companies make billions of dollars a year. So guess what? They need to buy your plane tickets. They need to pay for your hotels. They need to pay for your cars. End of story. End of story. And that's what Wolf Blitzer's outraged about. That's what the Daily Beast is outraged about. Because all of a sudden, they're not being treated like gold. They're not being given special treatment that they were told they would get back in the days of being outcasts in their high school. The day Donald Trump puts journalists in jail for writing articles... The day Donald Trump closes down and federalizes the Washington Post is when you could say he's a threat to free speech and our First Amendment rights. Don't tell me that him not letting Glenn Thrust or Katie Turr ride in a limousine and fly on a private jet somehow prohibiting free speech. Sorry. Sorry, elitists. Sorry. When you hear the media say, he took our press credentials, all that means, ladies and gentlemen, is these losers have to wait in line now. During the primaries, when the Daily Beast and the Washington Post got their press credentials, took it away. You want to know what that meant? When it was raining outside at a rally, they were not let in the back door by Corey Lubinowski and given hot coffee and donuts. No. They were forced to wait in line in the rain 
in the snow with everybody else. They were forced to sit in seats with everybody else. They weren't given free coffee. They weren't given free donuts. They were treated just like everybody else. Nothing made them special. Nothing made them more important than anybody else. And because they had to wait in line, because they didn't get hot cocoa, because they didn't get a special seat, all of that didn't prohibit them from covering the vent. It didn't prohibit them from getting an interview. It didn't prohibit them from doing anything. Because rather you're sitting amongst the crowd or you're sitting in a special seat in the back drinking coffee and eating a donut, if Trump wants to give an interview, he's going to give an interview. doesn't matter if you're out in the crowd and you go backstage or you're backstage doesn't matter if Trump says yes that's it if you're backstage and you got your cocoa and your drink and you go hey Corey I want to do an interview nope ain't happening okay Hey, Corey, I'm uh, in Roast 3GFI. Can I get an interview? Nope, not happening. Okay, thanks. The journalists aren't getting what they were promised, which is to be treated like gold. I mean, you've seen all of them going to the John Podesta dinners. You don't think it does something for these booger eaters to be able to email Colin Powell? You don't think Andrea Mitchell or Dana Bash or John Harwood, you don't think any of them get a chubby? You don't think like everything is all with their whole lives for every bad thing that's ever happened to them growing up? You don't think it's just everything is just completely at one when they're sitting there going, I got to pinch myself. I'm emailing the former secretary of state. Ha ha. And then they pat themselves on the back. You don't think There's a sense of like, I've made it. I am somebody. I've made... And here they are being told, you're nothing. You're scum. You're dog shit. 
What? You mean you won't email with me? No, you're garbage. You mean I'm not allowed to fly on the airplane? No, fuck you. Go buy your own ticket. What? 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 They're triggered. They're tri- when Wolf Blitzer goes, this is totally unacceptable. Somebody from CNN should have been in that limousine. Really, Wolf? Fuck you. Somebody should be getting on that airplane. Really, Wolf? Fuck you. Who are they? Who are their nothing? Just like you're nothing. You're shit. You're garbage. Fuck you. That's what you are. You're a fuck. This is unacceptable. No, it is acceptable. Fuck you. What's unacceptable is the fact that all of you people in the media, rather you're book reviewers, TV, the fact that all of you have been treated like the most precious snowflakes. When actuality, you're nothing more than assholes with opinions. That's it. That is it. That's it. And no different than the asshole blogger jerk-off who sits in his parents' basement and goes, Rob Zakari's show is shit. He's a loser. He's never going to amount to anything. He's just a podcaster. That asshole is no different than S.C. Cupper Wolf Blitzer. That asshole is no different than a CNN asshole. Except the CNN asshole is given the title of CNN. But they're still doing... What the fat bastard in the basement's doing, writing an opinion. So why should the asshole on CNN get to ride in the limousine? Why should he get caviar? Why should he eat at Trump Tower? Hell, by now you should have heard Megyn Kelly talking in her book, and we talked about her book last week. Roger Ailes did this. Roger Megyn Kelly also talked about how Donald Trump was trying to shower journalists with gifts. He offered her beautiful, beautiful rooms in his hotel if she wanted to take a vacation. There. That's a mic drop moment. Donald Trump was offering things to journalists to get nice coverage. Do you get it now? Why Wolf Blitzer's outraged? This isn't supposed to happen to the journalists. They're supposed to be getting massages with happy endings while they're sipping uh, 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 Dom Perignon and eating caviar because they're journalists. 
And they were promised this. Sorry. Sorry, Wolfie. Sorry, Gloria Borsch, Dana Bash. You're going to spend the next four years back eating your snots and smelling your queefs and farts. Welcome to the Trump era. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. All right, listen, we're out of here. Guys, you've been great. You are the best audience in the world. Seriously, the best audience in the world. Don't forget, you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to us on Spreaker. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio. You... iTunes, all those places. The only place we're not on is SoundCloud. I know we should be, but fuck SoundCloud. All right, be here Monday. I know this last segment, I've had a lot of F-bombs. I know. I know, but when I'm talking about the media, I get riled up. This is the part we'll put on, uh, 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 you know, members only. All right, and don't forget, the com. Go there. It's an awesome awesome site we got awesome stories we we do my one of my producers my main producer he takes a bit that we do on this show and then he puts it into a story form it's not just a transcript he actually creates a story out of it and then we post it on our blog and then we tweet it out and it's good and i promise you will enjoy it go there it's the robzacarryshow.com check it out I, I'm telling you guys, just give it a shot. Check out the blogs. I promise you will. I just, I promise. I, I'm not going to let you down. If you're a Republican, if you're a conservative, uh, if you're anything that's not the left, you will love the articles. They're, they're, we've got hundreds of them on there. Go there. I promise you will not be disappointed. I promise. We'll see you guys Monday. And we'll be back on because all these little scumbags on the left, these little douchebags, will be done. Uh, and maybe they'll get, well, I, not maybe, they will get smartened up. All right? They will get, somebody's going to smarten them up and go, hey, assholes, you're protesting an election, you stupid motherfucker. You're, you're, you're protesting what, what countries around the world protest to have an election we'll see you guys then you're the best and same thing in the video world you guys are the best too see you later